Five local neighbors to the nation of Qatar cut their ties with that nation, and panic ensues inside that small area. Meanwhile, the Orlando police investigated and dealt with a multiple fatality incident, a shooting in an office park yesterday, and a federal contractor was arrested after an NSA document on Russian election hacks was published in an online publication. We'll talk about that and some other conversations that we had with you out there around the world uh, via the conversation, and we'll do this on this podcast. Today's podcast is dated for June the 6th, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. This is the Daily Recap Podcast from this is a conversation.com where every day we send out links in Twitter and Facebook and other areas so you can conversate with us, have conversations with us, should say the proper term, about some of the most pressing stories across the world. And sometimes some of the not so pressing stories. But we do our best to get outside of the venue of the long standing breaking news that goes all day long and try to get in some of the other conversations, of the other topics, the other things of interest that are popping in. And sometimes we get him in a little faster than other people pick up in the mainstream media. For example, we talked about the man who climbed the mountain barehanded a couple days ago, and they're turning that into a big thing on the morning shows on this Tuesday. Now, we're not bragging or anything like that, but we want to think that we're having those conversations as soon as something happens with you out there so we can get the pulse on what people really want to talk about and want to get into and not get so much stuck sometimes in the rigmarole of the political thing that becomes the hot topic that stays on TV all day. Now, to talk with us in real time, it's very simple. Follow us on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation. And you can go to our website, thisistheconversation.com, where we have a link to every single conversation. It posts our tweets onto the website for a little speed. And then other things, great features we have on the site, including a link to join the conversation survey panel. That is a panel, if you will, uh, where if you want to get extra information or give extra information to us, we will send you out surveys for informational, for stuff we need to know, and also for general purpose stuff. People, companies, and business want to know your opinion, and they will pay us to pay you to give it to us. Go to this theconversation.com slash survey panel for more details on that. Let's get into the conversations that we covered yesterday. We started off with our first message of the morning was the Warriors defeating the Cavaliers uh, the night before, which was actually Sunday night. And so they now have a 2-0 lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James had an amazing game, but could not overcome the fact that the rest of the team wasn't in it for his side. Meanwhile, the uh, first big story of the day was Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Egypt, and two other countries cut their ties with Qatar. Essentially, all Qatar's neighbors in that uh, area, region of the area uh, just basically literally just said, we're done with you. And their main problem is they are becoming increasingly a, a, a base for terror people, for people uh, launching terror attacks. And, of course, they're having a very tight relationship with the Muslim Brotherhood, which is not exactly a brotherhood, but more or less a in-between it to a lot of these terrorist groups. Uh, they have a bent towards the world religion and that their religion should overtake the actual politics. Therefore, they fall more in line with a, a group like ISIS, who's trying to make a Muslim state, an Islamic state, than something more de democratic like the United States or even more autocratic like maybe Saudi Arabia. 
So those nations, five of the nations, all the borders essentially for Qatar have cut off air traffic, cut off road traffic, cut off all trade for, them, for all practical purposes until something's done. That, of course, had a run on the supermarkets for food and water and things that we see here pretty much in the south whenever we hear that snow's coming. It's something, but this is something of a very serious bent where people are basically stockpiling what they need because they don't know when the ties will be brought back in with the other nations. Now, Trump tweeted his disapproval with the U.S. Justice Department yesterday morning over the handling of the travel ban. There is a travel ban that's going to be going before the Supreme Court maybe any day now, depending how the docket goes. But the travel ban that's being given to the Supreme Court look over is a watered-down version of the second version that Donald Trump sent through after the first version kept getting struck down by the courts. Now, the DOJ is going to defend this travel ban as it is written and as it was presented but Donald Trump has a problem with the fact that it is not as strong, as strongly written as it was when he sent it off. So we're learning more and more about Donald Trump, more for his tweets, but more and more about what exactly he wants to get done and how, if it doesn't work out, there really is no backup plan. It's basically push, push, push until whenever. The Orlando piece, the police had to deal with a investigation yesterday, a office park, an office park shooting where a disgruntled former employee came into work and shot five people and then shot himself. Uh, this was a targeted attack. When he went into the building, he targeted specific people in the building that he was uh, upset from being fired from months ago. Uh, we'll have more and more details on this full on this full uh, issue, but what we know from the basic reports is that a disgruntled employee in Orlando went to his office after being fired a few months ago, killed multiple people in that area, shot himself, and the incident was done and over pretty quickly. Rex and Rob Ryan are just hanging out because they're bros. They literally are bros. They're twin brothers and coaches without coaching jobs at the moment. So they're in Nashville hanging out at a Predators game, watching the Predators take on the Penguins in the the Stanley Cup Finals. The day after, they're just hanging out because they're bros and they get caught on video in a little bit of a brawl in a bar. Yes, Rex Ryan and Rob Ryan go to a bar and have a fight and they get caught on video so right now we don't know the outcome of the full video we don't know what became of the guy in the fight or what really became the guy holding the camera but we know if you're famous and something bad happens a camera will probably find you and that's what happened to rex and rob ryan will probably not settle well for those folks who may be considering putting them into some sort of working engagement in coaching because this is a pretty bad look Donald Trump kicked off Infrastructure Week by signing a bill, because that's what he does, uh, to or signing a, an order, I should say. He doesn't sign bills. And a way to privatize air traffic control. Now, this doesn't actually privatize air traffic control. This actually asks Congress to do this thing that he'd like to have happen, which is privatize air traffic control. Infrastructure Week is essentially a week where he's going to put out ideas to fix the crumbling infrastructure of the nation. He ran on a lot of talk this last year on bridges and roads and infrastructure and things like that. And one of the issues that it seems to be something that is a big problem for airports is, number one, getting enough good airports, and they're pretty expensive to keep up. But number two, the dealings with air traffic control. And the reasoning behind that is it's a federal agency, and they're dealing with federal money, federal dollars. They can't really... If you work for the government, the point of government is not to necessarily make money, make a profit, 
but save a lot of money. So they're dealing with a lot of antiquated equipment and pushing the airlines to do things that are hard to do when they're trying to advance their technology. So the thought process is put air traffic control in the hands of private government or private citizens, private companies, the private sector, and they will run it better because it'll be based on business practices. The big problem with that is there are 30,000 air traffic controllers that are currently federal employees. Now, that means a lot to people who dig their federal benefits, but we'll see how this thing works out in the end. It doesn't actually set up to privatize air traffic control. It just asks Congress to think about setting the process around to privatize air traffic control. The White House also released a statement on Trump, him not himself, but released a statement that he says he will not block James Comey's testimony before Congress happening on Thursday. This is big deal, big news. This is the the this is bigger than the NBA Finals and the NHL Finals going on right now in Washington D.C. as they are waiting to see what exactly James Comey is going to say uh, about his meetings with Donald Trump and what these notes we've heard about are going to go down to. Now, we've heard that Comey has talked with uh, Robert Mueller, the special investigator in the FBI probe on what happened, with the special probe on, on Trump, essentially. And he's been given permission to basically speak more or less freely anything that, that may be uh, prior, maybe something that's compliant to the actual investigation. I think they've discussed what shouldn't be talked about and on a legal point and on a classified point. But Comey's illegal, able to speak freely on the interactions with Trump in these situations and how they led to whatever they led to. McDonald's is now offering delivery service in Cleveland via Uber Eats. Now, this was actually a fairly popular conversation, believe it or not. I didn't expect it to be, but essentially because it happened in Cleveland, and I'd like to put things out that say Cleveland in it because my name's Cleveland, I threw it out there. But Uber Eats is jumping on the bandwagon across the nation in a food delivery service, a restaurant delivery service. It's a big deal to have just a regular restaurant have its the food delivered to you uh, for a little bit of a nominal fee. And Uber Eats is jumping on that. It's it's essentially Uber, Uber drivers who are not driving people around, driving the people's food for them. And McDonald's is jumping into this big time in the city of Cleveland. It's one of the major markets that is testing this for a mass expansion. We'll see how well this actually works out. Uh, here in Little Rock, per, per chance, there's a, a company called Chef Shuttle, which works out of three different metropolitan areas uh, that's being bought out by a larger company because it's gotten so good here. The thought process is, thought process by the people that built this thing out was, eventually this will be a national thing, so once it is, we'll have this thing cornered in our market here so they just buy our franchise and move on already ready to go and that's essentially what uber eats will essentially do if it grows to a national expansion anywhere there is uber drivers you can get an uber driver to pick up your lunch for you and bring it to you your office for a fee of course peter salas the voice behind wallace and gromit died at the age of 96. This is something uh, that is a bit of sadness to many people. Now, Wallace and Gromit, of course, a British uh, claymation cartoon. That's where most of the love comes from in the sense. But uh, Wallace and Gromit transferred very well, uh, translated very well to us across the pond, you'll say. And, in fact, they had a major motion picture release a couple years ago, back when my son was actually into this type of animation, but old school for now, and then we he begged us to go see Wallace and Gromit for whatever reason, and we did that because it was um, something. I think it was Attack of the Were Rabbits or something. It, 
The story was a little silly, but Wallace and Gromit, a very beloved uh, cartoon character group, or pairing, I should say, Wallace and Gromit, a man and his dog, and the voice behind that, Peter Salas, is dead at the age of 96. A federal contractor by the name of Realty Lee Winner, that's apparently what her real name is, was arrested yesterday after an NSA document on Russian election hacks was published in an online publication. Now, how they track her down? Here's the really cool or really not so cool part about this. The publication had a copy of the document that was apparently printed off by Miss Winner and given to the, the people, an actual hard copy of it. The publication uh, went to a source inside of the NSA and said, hey, we received this. We are going to print this. Is this thing really real? Which I guess is fair to say when someone does the whistleblower thing and gives you some information uh, and you're ready to go with it, you verify what it is and make sure that you're not going to go to jail for, for doing anything with that. So the source looked at it. It took it to the director of the NSA and said, hey, Someone gave this to me. Is this real? Did we release this? The director looked at the copy, saw that the copy had a crease in it, which meant that it was probably a copy of a copy. Somebody actually made a paper copy of it, and it, and, and that's how it originally started being passed around. Went back to the queue of the printer to see who might have printed out a copy of this report and narrowed it down to Realty Lee Winner, who arrested for essentially espionage we will see exactly how this thing goes down in a couple of days it's a very new charge we'll see what's going on but we've got found apparently someone who is leaking and it's not a high level personnel person it's just someone who had access to the documents whether she was paid for this whether she's coerced into this whether she decided it was her duty to leak this we're not quite sure yet meet bubba also known as Daryl Wallace Jr. That's his given, or that's his actual, his government name, as we say. Bubba is his nickname. He's going to be the first black driver in NASCAR since, to, or NASCAR Cup, should say, the big race since 2006. He's taken over a spot for an injured driver, and he will be racing starting this weekend. And you will see him out there. Trust me, this will be a big deal for the marketing folks out there in NASCAR. Now, NASCAR has gotten a bad rap in the past for being a kind of a redneck white boys thing. That is going away. It's becoming more of a family thing, a technology thing. And believe it or not, for many years, a lot of minorities are very much into NASCAR because who doesn't like fast cars? The biggest problem with the sport is it's a it is an inclusive sport. It's a very ex- expensive sport. And if you want to compare it to something like, say, basketball, where you just need one basketball and a place to play, in NASCAR, you've got to rise up through the rinks and ride in a lot of different cars, driving lots and lots of places. And the locations, locales where these things happen are sometimes pretty remote or at least restricted to various places. You can play basketball on any court across the nation and get better by shooting. You can't just drive on the freeway to get better for NASCAR. So congratulations to Darrell Wallace Jr. being called up to take over the spot uh, this weekend. And we'll be watching him And you know, as the black guy. I'm rooting for the black guy. That's what I do. Now on to the Bill Cosby rape trial. Not a lot of things going on in the first day. At least we don't have a lot of things going on. What we do have is the fact that his TV family is basically by his side, literally by his side. We had Keisha Knight Pullman, who, of course, played Rudy on the Cosby show, there in attendance for the first day of the trial. This is going to be a couple days of intense emotional testimony and just kind of just lots of tears and lots of stuff going on. 
So be prepared to hear more details, more fireworks. So far, of the over 40 women over what seems like 50 years of time who have claimed to have been assaulted by Bill Cosby, this is the only case they found a way to get to trial. And this is a case from one that was actually settled, and then the person who was involved basically unsettled and said, unlock this thing, let's do this. We'll see if this one goes through, how well it works, and if this one does work, we'll see if more people step up and take Bill Cosby to trial. Our first message of the day is Hank Williams Jr. He's coming back to Monday Night Football and the ABC broadcast of Monday Night Football. And this is six years after being released by the program and ESPN ABC. Now, why was he released? You may remember the All My Rowdy Friends song, you know, All My Rowdy Friends Coming Over Tonight, which, of course, turned into the popular theme for Monday Night Football. And if it weren't for that, we probably wouldn't have um, Faith Hill doing the NBC Sunday Night Football thing and all these other people doing these weird song things and the rappers doing whatever. But essentially, they turned his one song into a rock anthem and a lead-in theme song that they just swapped out the names of the teams every single week who was going to play with little verbs there, here, and there. Now, six years ago, Hank Williams Jr. said some not-so-kind things about the current president at the time. His name was Barack Obama because there are some issues with ESPN and people believe they have a very liberal bias and don't like politicalized stuff on the air there. Hank Williams Jr. was relieved of his duties of singing the opening anthem every single uh, episode, or at least playing the recorded version that was done ahead of time. We will see that return for this upcoming season of Monday Night Football. And those were the stories and conversation we had yesterday. That was the 5th of June. We'll talk about great things for tomorrow's Daily Recap podcast for today, which is the 6th of June. So make sure you are a part of the conversation so you can say you had a hand in steering what we talk about. Go to Twitter. Follow us at TH underscore conversation. Go to Facebook. Search for This is the Conversation. You'll find us there. Go to our website, thisistheconversation.com, and check us out. We have all the conversations there. Leave us some comments, some quotes, some information, what you think about what's going on, how well we're doing, how not well we're doing, so we can do weller or weller, if that makes any sense. Stop by the sponsors page and check out our sponsors so they help us keep things going here. We are so glad to have a great batch of sponsors who are supporting what we have going on in the conversation, in all the conversations, so we can have these talks with you on these great things and they need a little help too so they can help us get along as well and make sure you stop by the conversation survey panel link and and join the conversation survey panel get a chance to get in and have your opinions your thoughts what you want to say get you paid extra money not a lot but hey a little extra cash is always a good thing thank you so much for being a part of all the conversations more information on what i have going on in other venues and other conversations if you will check out my website jclevelandpain.net of course subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss out tomorrow's version we have another day's worth of great conversations ahead we're assuming and so we don't want you to miss out on tomorrow's daily recap of today's conversations <laughs>